Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. It's me, the Grill Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the morning. Check us out, roguenews.com, Rogue News on Twitter, Rogue News on Periscope, Twitch, DLive, YouTube. And if you're listening to us on the YouTube, uh, let we're going to let you know we're going to be on here for maybe five to ten minutes, and then we will be going off YouTube and on to Twitch, DLive, roguenews.com. And Rogue News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and every other podcast known to humanity. We're everywhere you want us to be, plus a bag of chips. That's right, a bag of chips. And in this case, our paid sponsor, MyCBDEdibles.com. MyCBDEdibles.com for all your CBD edible goodness. It's it's just amazing. See, what's the, what, are the, what are the new products, my man? What are the new products? Well, <clears throat> really moving into more uh, type uh, therapeutic benefits with some of the edibles and uh, everything ranging from a little bit of a, a two-to-one ratio of, of uh, some CBD uh, as well as some uh, some Delta-8 uh, mixed into it just for, for, for help. So uh, a couple of uh, Rogue listeners have been uh, very good patrons and supporting uh, MyCB Edibles, so I want to give them a shout-out. won't name them personally. Uh, but I know from the feedback that they've given me that, you know, a few of their favorites are like, hey, you know what, we, we really like the the, uh, the the different, the marshmallow bars uh, and then also the the gummies, which is a pretty easy, easy. I don't want to use the word dosing, but in terms of being able to ensure you're getting the proper amount of uh, of, of your, your therapeutic needs. So it it's easy to break down when you're having one gummy. It has, a you know, basically 30 milligrams of, of uh, you know, Delta 8 uh, THC loaded into it. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's good. Um, some, some other products on the, on the horizon, uh, including a beverage drink that I'm pretty excited about. We're just trying to work with a proper bottling uh, company to determine. And, and that may be logistically a little bit more challenging to fit that into e-commerce, but we'll get something figured out. Fantabulous. Also, one more sponsor. It's my personal guys over the here at NeuroTracker, baby. NeuroTracker. Let me just share my screen real quick. NeuroTracker. Cognitive training. And I forgot to put the link in the description box. I'm going to put it right here on the live chat. You just go to this link. It is NeuroTrackerX.com forward slash Rogue News. Uh, it's right there. Try it risk-free, folks. Try it risk-free. Tell them you heard it here on Rogue News. Uh, a little bit goes a long way. Phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, there are people who've suffered some major catastrophic uh, issues 
and they were able to make a complete or, or a major improvement in the recovery. This thing has over 60 plus studies, peer reviewed, you name it, it is proven. This is not some hocus pocus uh, mumbo jokus. This is NeuroTracker. You want to get the edge. I mean, you're taking care of your physical health. You also need to be taking care of your mental health because that's also super important and being cognitively strong and cognitively inclined and being intelligent, keeping intelligent is uber important. It works for you no matter what the age, kids to old people, no matter what the age is, neurotracker.com, neurotrackerx.com. Link is in there. So go check it out. Try it risk-free, folks. Try it risk-free right there. Click it. Bam! Look at that. Bam! There's no setup fees. There used to be setup fees and stuff. And you could actually join as an individual. You could, you could resell this and make additional cash, guys. That's the cool part about it, right? You can make cash. And that, that's for like being like, um, you know, if you're a professional, you want to go sell it to uh, organizations and whatnot. But if you guys want to be an individual, you could just get the individual pack, which is like 30 bucks a month. You know, just go to NeuroTracker. $30 a month, man. It's pretty awesome. $50 uh, for like a family pack for, for like four. Awesome stuff. Check it out. And with that being said, it'll go. What's going on, man? Hey, bro. How you doing? No, doing, doing great, uh, V. It's just, it's, just uh, it's very interesting right now, right? In terms of everything that's happening around us, the pace that's happening at. And I was uh, sharing last night in the live stream, like to look back to the commentary, especially with you. You know, you've been at it a long time going back, you know, 10 years plus probably at this yeah. point. It's kind of surreal to look back in terms of documenting everything leading up to this point, right? And to this pivotal moment, and we're going through it in real time, V, in real time. Absolutely, man. You know, it's um, we're witnessing, and if you cut through all the white noise, you cut through all the bullshit, the garbage that's out there, we are witnessing the collapse of the Bretton Woods system that has prevailed for the last several decades now. I've been listening to a lot of talking heads, you know, some guys who work within the industry, some guys who don't work in the industry. So, you know, they'll comment, whatever, you know, they'll comment on the geopolitical, geostrategic, geoeconomic aspects of things. And uh, uh, one guy in particular, I, I, I like the guy a lot. I respect his work. Uh, is a Tom Luongo. And Tom had a, a pretty, pretty good article on, um, on Zero Hedge recently. I think it was like last week or something like that. Or he was talking about that, you know, his idea. Because, you know, everybody's theorizing who blew up Nord Stream 1, Nord Stream 2. And, and I tell you, it's the damn Atlantis. They're one and the same. The differentiation here for Luongo is that the thing, the best thing that could happen for the world is for America to get its shit together, basically, right? And I had to fall out of my chair laughing. See, at what point did America have its shit together when it comes to foreign policy? <laughs> you know, I... I... V, that I don't think that's that's existed. I mean, any attempt Thank to, you. yeah, any attempt to do so led to to an assassination of a, of a president or yeah. yeah. There's no peace. There's no money to None. be made in peace. Exactly. You know, at, at what point did America had its stuff together? Uh, was 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 it the last sixty years where we overthrew over thirty five plus democratically elected governments? <laughs> was it was it the last seven or eight regime change wars? Was it the twenty five different color revolutions we ran? At which point <laughs> did we did we have our shit together? <laughs> See, this is the problem, right? And I respect Luongo on this. And, I, and Tom, I'll 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 be happy to 
you know, go on your show or go on the Duran or you can come on here and, uh, you know, we could, uh, we could chop it up. I'll be happy to, to, uh, to, to school you uh, on this regard. Um, I'll tell you right now, man, it, it, it's hilarious to me. See what people don't realize when you start doing business internationally, here's the view. <laughs> here's the view when it comes to America. America is a rogue state. Okay. America is a rogue state. It, I'm not talking about the people. Okay, because the people want what's good and fair. If the American people were left to their own devices, we'd have trade deals set up left and right. Hell, you, you, you American companies would be active in building out the one road, one, one belt, one road initiative. We'll be active in the multipolar world. We'll be making friends and cutting deals with the Russians, the Chinese, North Korea. It doesn't matter because by, you know, by, 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 by principle and by ethics and by culture alone, we are amazing businessmen and salesmen. You know, that's our, that's our, uh, you know, one of the greatest things we have is, is, is business. We're so damn good at it, right? <laughs> but it's, unfortunately, it's not left to the American people, right? It's left to lawyers and politicians. And it's left to sycophants who spend most, much of their time in think tanks in a massive circle jerk, right? So the United States is viewed by the rest of the world as a rogue state. The, the, and for so many decades, people, there were a lot of countries that were okay with it, Siege. They were like, you know what? It screwed up, but you know what? We're As long as we keep our head low, we, we don't piss off Uncle Sam. We don't do anything deliberate. You know, just like uh, I, I forgot who said it. I think it was uh, Kissinger who said it is, uh, it is dangerous to be a, uh, an enemy of the United States. It is fatal. <laughs> it is fatal to be an ally of the United States. <laughs> Yeah, very yeah. fatal. You know, you, you know, we can resort to regime change. We can resort to color revolutions. We can resort to tariffs, sanctions. You name it, we got it. And at the end of the day, if you don't listen, we're just going to kill your ass and do something that's, to bring you more. That's, that's it. But for so many years, there was no alternative, right? There was no alternative. So you're like, yo, I mean, yeah, last you know, thirty some odd years. I mean, it was forty years, man, ago, forty years ago. You know, China's economy wasn't the wasn't the size that it is today. The Russian economy, the real Russian economy, which is bigger than the German economy itself, is probably the third largest economy in the world. And when you get, you know, when you actually start using real metrics, uh, a lot of uh, top economists have reconstructed or deconstructed uh, the Russian economy, utilizing PPI instead of the whole GDP BS, and you'll see that they're a very powerful, large economy, and. You know, there was no alternatives in this world, you know, and now there is an alternative and the majority, 80 some odd percent of the world is going with the alternative. So it is shocking to see not only the collapse of the dollar and de-dollarization, but this idea that the world is waiting for America to get a shit together. Folks, that ship has sailed. Okay, that ship has sailed like within like 10, within 10, 15 years of Bretton Woods. That ship went, bro. It was gone. Okay. Going, going, gone. Gone. For all the folks that are over at YouTube, we're about, we're about to jump over. We're about to be going, going, gone as well. Right over to Twitch, DLive, Periscope, Facebook, Float, and RogueNews.com. Also, this broadcast will be rebroadcasted on Rumble as well, as well as Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. So go check us out there. YouTube, sayonara. Oh, man. Yeah. 
Wow. So it's, it's, it's incredible, bro. It's incredible. So, so that's the funny thing. So we have this idea that the world's waiting for us. Like, even now, right? When you talk to people in alt-media siege, they'll be like, oh, you know, we're, we're, we need to correct the ship. You know, the world's waiting for us to get... No! The world's moved on. The question is not is if the world's waiting for us to get our crap together. The question is, are we going to get our crap together and retake the powers of our government for the people, by the people, in order that we can partake of the new multipolar world that has established itself right here and it's not going back, Siege. It's no. not going back. No, not 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 going back. I mean, I think uh, the ideas of uh, at one point and, you know, probably Matthew Eric, some other people can very well much articulate regarding that, but I think at one point, V, there was an opportunity for the United States in regards to post-World War One, post-World War Two, where, you know, there were efforts, attempts to be made, right, in terms of, of good faith judgment, in terms of, of leadership in our, in our country. Uh, but we wasted that away. We've wasted that away the past, you know, 25, 50 years. And all the things that we've been involved in, the intervention policies, and, and to me, V, I think the the clear signal was with with our intervention and what took place in the Middle East. I think that was a clear signal uh, to the rest of the world, to the people that were still looking for some things. Uh, you remember how many people, how many countries came together to support us post 9-11 uh, with support. You know, uh, Russia uh, provided us with a uh, I can't remember what the actual, um, uh, you know, gift uh, that they gave us. Um, but all those things, you know, we were you know, we had hoped from that point. But then. Once people started to realize what was taking shape and in Afghanistan was a clear message that, look, you know, you know, the 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 government of the United States. And I'd say this often be that Americans, we really have to start identifying something differently um, when we say America versus Washington, D.C., because yeah. to me, what's happening in Washington, D.C. is so broken. V. It's so broken and it does no longer reflect anything that we have as Americans. We have to find a way to break free of that. Yeah, absolutely right, man. And, you know, it's it's, uh, it's something that we definitely have to be able to break free from that and uh, <clears throat> get our so, get ourselves corrected because the challenges that we face are massive and immense. Think about it, folks. We are facing a country that manuf- there's so many things we are lacking in, at a manufacturing level that we need to pick ourselves up from the the the, the absolute effort is going to be monumental but it has to be done it has to be it's the only way to purge you know i always said this the, the collapse of the, of the united states economy is not something that's evil it's not good it's not bad they're necessary it's necessary to correct the ship it's necessary to purge the 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 toxin that's been built up in so many departments and bureaucracies for several several decades it's necessary as to bringing a dose of reality to the people because oftentimes how many how many decades have went by where people voted in, in a way with for policies that they thought would never affect them but lo and behold gotcha bitch yeah bingo yep absolutely it's affecting you in a very 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 big way and the world continues to turn and the US can do nothing but sit on the sidelines and play asymmetric shadow warfare which is exactly where we're at, Siege. I mean, new realities. I mean, you know, I was, you know, brokering some uh, some precious metals deals, you know, uh, physical 
gold and silver and, and, and having it shipped and some of it vaulted and this, that, and the other. Uh, dude, the, the, the mints are running low. This is directly from the horse's mouth. Somebody who works at a, at a, at a institutional level uh, within the industry, that'd be yours truly. You know, so I'm not some uh, secret gold trader named, uh, you know, uh, whatever. I'm the, the dude. And I'll tell you right now, it's like it's it's like metals are are running clean. I knew that, and I said this months ago. I said, look, there's an 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 increased level in metals buying, and now there's shortages, and premiums are up. Uh, take a look at this. You know, central banks add gold for fifth straight month. Gee whiz, I wonder what they know, Siege. <laughs> they they may know that the fiat based currency models we know today, the dollar backed by nothing, is over. Yeah. <laughs> On the net, oh, and it's backed by something. V the U.S. military, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> which is uh, which is right now woke and uh, and rainbowed over, man. <laughs> and no one's buying that anymore. They saw the U.S. military when that when that C seventeen Globemaster was leaving Kabul airport with Afghani's hanging off the side. They knew right there that it was it was at that point the world knew. <laughs> They're like that could be us. That could be us. Yeah. <laughs> From that, that and the thing. fact that the, at that point, siege, the world knew at that point that the dollar was backed by nothing. <laughs> that Afghanistan withdrawal proved to the world. If you had any doubts, if you were saying gold, gold was backed by oil, and now you have OPEC Plus, where Russia's the member, and they're like, we're going to do what we're going to do, and Saudi Arabia is like, listen, we're not going to do anything. In regards to you, Joe Biden, when it comes to uh, increasing or decreasing production of oil without consulting with major members of our organization. And when, when MBS, when Mohammed bin Salman said that, he was referring to Vladimir Putin in Russia. <laughs> so there goes the petrodollar, right? There goes dollars backed by, by oil. And then, you know, dollars not backed by gold. It ain't backed by oil. Then, like, you know, your, your next fullback. For most of these guys, the, most of these pronunciators, is the dollars backed by the full might of the United States military. That came apart in October with a C-17 flying off into Kabul with Afghans hanging off and falling off. And that's when the people realized, hey, shit, the bloody thing is backed by absolutely nothing. Maybe, maybe that, uh, maybe that should replace the stars and stripes for the flag in Washington D.C. Is that is that 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 plane with people hanging off from it? That, that is, should be the, the new flag in Washington D.C. The silhouette should be a C seventeen <laughs> with the body falling off, falling off. It's a black flag, you know, because the because the you know the CIA is excellent at creating like you know three D uh, screen printing and whatnot. I mean, how else did ISIS show up out of nowhere with like you know? Toyota Tundras with the Border Patrol package on it and, you know, uh, 10 million printed black black T-shirts with the white caliphate, you know, Islamic caliphate writing across on it. I mean, they're experts in that. So why not just create, instead of the black flag of ISIS with the caliphate lettering on it, how about a black flag with this? Someone needs to make this. If you're listening and you're good on this, <clears throat> make a silhouette of a C-17 Globemaster, a white silhouette of a C-17 Globemaster with bodies falling off as a <laughs> and national on. symbol of Washington, <laughs> yeah. D.C. They, they should hoist that flag at the Pentagon, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> in the Defense Department, and in every 
every every public and uh, every federal building across America, man. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Sign me up. I'll fly it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Unbelievable. And here's the kicker, man, right? And this whole entire article. Turkey was the biggest buyer in August and added more gold than any other country in 2022. Today, they they made an 8.9 ton purchase. Wow. In August. Wow. And this isn't like, you know, know, some low-grade gold. This is LBMA monetary gold, man. This is, you know, 400 ounce, 100 ounce, you know, 2 kg bars, you name it, right? 8.9 8.9 metric tons of gold purchased in, in August. Turkey's increases gold reserves by 84 tons year to date. And you know, man, you know what though? That makes a lot of sense. Like in, if you think of the, uh, the, the, the currency wars that are occurring, you know, a couple of years ago, they were the first to be hit the, the hardest V. You remember that one? Yeah, absolutely. They were trying to be, so it makes perfect sense of why they're, they're gravitating towards, towards the metals. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, um, you know, Turkey historically has always been the middle of the road. Okay. It's always been the, the center point of, of gold trade settlement in the ancient world. And I think, uh, you know, the Turks, you know, playing the middle of the road, playing that nostalgic Ottoman role that they, you know, feel that is rightfully theirs. They're, they're, they want to be a broker in this and they're doing their own thing. They're, you know, they're playing NATO and they're playing the Russians and they're playing the U.S. They're playing everybody. You know, they're going to do what they're going to do. And that's fine. I respect that. I respect that. But this is what's going on. Mexico and Serbia, they may, they're buying gold, right? I mean, who isn't? Indi- India's bought 781 tons of gold, okay? And, and that, that's in the country that we know of and that's held in the uh, RBI, the, Re- the Reserve Bank of India, right? But the population of India has about 30,000 metric tons. I mean, Indians love gold. Why? They don't trust their government. Why? Because they've had countless currency failures. So Indians have this immutable love of gold. You go to India, you go to Mumbai, you go anywhere in India, go past a jewelry shop. There's enough gold there to make you puke. You go to an Indian wedding. My God, the girl is head to toe toe decked out in solid 22, 24 karat gold. I mean, there's enough gold at Indian weddings to make you puke. All right. China, same thing. Massive gold holder, but through sovereign wealth funds and not even counting the population, they have north of 28,000 metric tons that we know of. That we know of. And all across Asia, Thailand, same thing. Vietnam, same thing. You know, uh, Cambodia, same thing. It's a thing. People outside of the Western world understand the value of the yellow metal. Central bankers understand the value of the yellow metal. In fact, when large banks try to sell off their gold shares, the actual gold only, not, not paper futures ETFs, right? But actual physical gold, whenever they try to sell it off, they have to first, a bank first has to get permission from the International Monetary Fund to get the clearance to sell off their gold, okay? Because that's mm. how serious the game is, Yeah. all right? So mm. for all the other people who think this is just some worthless little metal, no, 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 no. Central banks are, are telling you, they're telegraphing something to you, folks, and we need to pay attention. Metals buying to the roof. Silver is on fire. Can't get Canadian silver maple leaves. My favorite coin. Say what you want to say about the queen. I don't care. 99999 silver is hard to beat on a Canadian maple leaf. Same thing with Philharmonics. South African Kruger Guard. 
Krugen guards, same thing. Uh, it's getting hard. It's getting slim pickings out there, Siege. Slim pickings. Sl- sl- yeah, uh, slim pickings. But obviously, the the message is out that listen, you know, going forward in terms of international settlement, that oh yeah, you know, we're willing to 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 barter and trade and deal with different uh, multinational currencies. However, it's got to be pegged to something. It's it's got to be audited. It has to be safe checked. And whatever message was sent out, um, you know, based upon recent recent meetings, I think this is a clear sign that. A lot of countries are realizing, hey, listen, we we we've got to evolve to this rather quickly. You know, we've got to get away from dollar reserves uh, and getting back to metal, so that when that happens, uh, when they're trying to negotiate trade deals, whether it's oil, you know, energy uh, commodities, uh, that trade, and you know, yes, you can trade in your own your own currency, but it has to be pegged to something. And so perhaps maybe maybe that's one of the reasons why many of these countries are are jumping uh, to this because it's a clear sign of of where things are shifting to. Massively shifting gears, man. We had uh, the situation in Eastern Europe with Ukraine. We had um, Elon. Um, let's talk about the Elon thing first. This is interesting. You see this uh, tweet that Elon put out, man? I did. I did. Um, you know, I followed this, you know, a little bit. And so, for our listeners who are tuning in, so you know, Elon is, you know, raised a very simple question in regards to what should really take place in Ukraine. And that's it. You know what? There are, uh, you know, United Nation uh, procedures to take place, the, uh, the referendums, these votes and what Elon has proposed. It, look, if people are questioning these breakaway provinces that that Russia is now claiming as part of Russia territory, then then maybe what should happen is let's 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 redo the elections. Let's redo them, you know, just as a spot check. You know, everyone believes in the United Nations. So let's get them to supervise these things. If it takes place, you know, then, you know, you know, then then that that will uphold, you know, just to validate that the election results, you know, again, Crimea, who has been part of Russia, you know, as Elon, uh, you know, illustrates here since 1783. We also want to ensure that the water supply to Crimea is insured and then Ukraine remains a neutral player, which uh, from the agreement when uh, Russia, the, the former Soviet Union dissolved, that was always part of the agreement in terms of where the uh, eastern back. Uh, line of NATO would be, um, and those things, those agreements have been drafted for years, but have been violated. So, so Elon put this out just as a simple tweet to say, you know, yes or no. Let's get some opinions on this. And instantly, one of the radicals uh, from Ukraine uh, jumped on this, and, and I can't even pronounce his name, Adrish, Adrish, yeah, Melnik, Melnik. Um, I will respond- say his name. His name is Andrij Milnik. <laughs> <laughs> he responded to Elon because because why? Because peace does not sell. Peace does not sell. And, and and if you speak anything of that nature without fully backing the Nazis in Ukraine, then you're a disinformation agent. And like our friend Harley Schenger, you probably have a target and a bullseye on your yeah, back. You, right you're now. probably on the Ukrainian website for, for liquidation. <laughs> and so this was his response. <clears throat> you know what? My response to you, Elon, is. Fuck off is my very diplomatic reply to you. <laughs> yes, my my response to you, Elon, because I have to I have to dislodge this uh, dildo, this Western dildo, from my rectal office office, uh, because I love war. Because the 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 globalists they pay me so well, I will say diplomatically to you, fuck off. <laughs> How does this benefit the people of Ukraine? How does this benefit the people of Ukraine when you have a a, a, a CIA backed coup 
party. Let's just call them what they are. The coup party, right? The Ukraine Nazis, or the NAZIs, as our boys over in the Duran call them, right? The Ukraine Nazis, the, the, the Spavoda, the Bandera boys, right? How do you, how does, how do they benefit Ukraine? How does it benefit Ukraine when you go in there, you make the Russian language illegal, you remove the history, the true history of Ukraine? I mean, these idiots act like Ukraine is a, is a civilizational country that's existed for hundreds and thousands of years. The fucking thing was made up in the 90s. Okay? And it's going to be interesting because if you think that Poland is not licking its lips... And having part of Ukraine back to its territorial control, you'd be lying to yourself. Yep. Bingo. Bingo. And you, B, much like the United States has their useful idiot, whether it's the, the deep state, whatever you want to name these controllers, you know, they have their useful idiot with Joe Biden. Ukraine has the same thing. They oh, have yeah? their useful idiot with Zelensky. Yep. This guy's not brave. He's like four foot two and like, you know, what, 85 pounds or buck 25, whatever he is. Dude, he, is, no, he, he's, is he actually weighs more now. He's like 140 because he's done in the last uh, couple of months, he's done over 30 pounds of cocaine that's in his <laughs> system. Okay. Yeah. This guy, this cocaine sniffing Hoover vacuum cleaner called Zelensky, right? A, a comedian who played a president. And is now literally a, pl- a president with a lot of his production staff during the comedy show is now holding key positions within his cabinet in real life. This is art imitating life, Siege. It, it's art imitating life. But here in the United States, we're dealing with the with it in real time because that's what yeah. we have, you know, with watching Biden. Right. We have an orchestrated things that's happening, but it's not it's not occurring on our tele in terms of uh, production. It's it's watching Joe Biden uh, falter and they just keep writing the changing the script. It's it's insane. I'm I'm convinced that Joe Biden and Volodymyr Zelensky, they're managed by the same production company. It could I'm be. Convinced. It could be. I'm convinced. Look at look at Zelensky, cocaine Zelensky. Oh, which Elon Musk do you like more? I was listening to uh, 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 Zelensky. Hit refresh it, on your screen one time, V. I don't think it popped up. It didn't. It didn't pop up. I don't think yeah. so. I don't see it. All right, here we go. Ready? Here we go. Yep. Okay. Over now. Okay. Volodymyr Zelensky. You see it now? No, it's still blank for some reason. Weird. Do you, hey, do you guys? Do you folks in the audience see the the screen? It's weird. I see the screen. Do you folks see the screen? Oh, there it is. It's back. There it oh, goes. Okay. It was you. No, it was not you. It was you. <laughs> <laughs> So you have Zelensky here, cocaine Zelensky. After the Curzon offensive, right, when, when, when the Western idiots, and you have that moron, David Petraeus, who's never won a war in his life, another idiot who's failed forward, right, got caught yeah. cheating on his wife with the, with the biographer of his book. But yeah, they but wanted they him out. Him. That's why they out him. They knew. They have. They track all these people. They knew. Of course they do. But the thing is, but Petraeus sucks. He's a loser. He's a loser. And the media, before this whole entire scandal, because he, you know, the scandal was just too hot to handle. They had to like put him to the sign. Today he'd be probably, you know, uh, looked upon with courage. If he came out gay 
and got caught in the gay scandal, they'll probably call it courageous and they'll probably promote him to something, some high position in the Democratic Party. No doubt about it. He would but definitely anyway, be a cabinet member of something, right? Yeah. He would yeah. be Biden's cabinet. He would be uh, Lloyd Austin's cabinet or second in charge, something like that, right? Because you can't, because Lloyd, even though Petraeus could be gay, right? You can't trump Lloyd because Lloyd's black. He's the affirmative action hire. So he's got to stay as the Pentagon affirmative action hire. He cannot be trumped by a gay white male. It's just not going to happen. That's just the way it goes in liberal land. I'm just telling you, I'm not racist. I'm just calling it for what it is. Okay, I'm just calling for what it is. But Petraeus is like, if Russia... You notice this, man, the, the, the left for the last several months have been talking about nuclear war and civil war. What is with them, Siege? What is with them? Because Petraeus is like, nuclear war, nuclear... If they use nukes in uh, Ukraine, America will have no problem taking up Russia on, in, in, on a, in a land war. I, I fell off my chair a lot. This is a guy who led men to die. And I've had a guy on who served as a major in the United States military who was a West Point graduate. He's an officer. And he served under Petraeus. And he's like, yo, Petraeus is an idiot. He was literally leading men to die. An absolute loser. McChrystal, Petraeus, all these guys, American generals, are losers. They haven't, won, they haven't won a war. They don't know how to win a war. All they do is copy and paste the German tactics, which has long been you know, outclassed and outwitted. It only works in the third world when you got to bomb mud huts filled with hajis. It doesn't work against first-rate modern militaries professional militaries that don't work. But they're, they're putting... And so based on the coaxing of this, the cocaine... The cocaine... Pierogi. That's his name. That's the new name I'm, I'm naming Zelensky. He's the cocaine pierogi. The cocaine pierogi, Vladimir Zelensky said, there must be punishment for Russia. There must be punishment for Russia. There has to be territory that is given back to Ukraine. Ukraine, a made-up country created in the, in, the, in, the, in the late 90s after the collapse of the Soviet Union, which speaks a bastardized version of the Russian language, is now convinced that they are right now heirs of the Aryan Brotherhood with, with, <laughs> with, with links, direct links to divine Aryan blood as similar to Hitler. These people are nuts. And the American State Department says, hey, you know, it's a good idea. Let's back these guys. And they cheered in the Curzon offensive when they were slaughtered. Russia just, you know, yeah, all right, fine, we'll, we'll, we'll draw. Of course, it's war things happen, folks. Of course, there were Russians that were killed, Russians that were captured, military equipment that were blown up. Of course, there was. Yeah. But overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly, they lost. The Ukrainians lost, like, I don't even know how many men, like close to 20,000. It was insane. And now, Siege, now let's flip to the new the uh, the new uh, um, thing. There you go. Now, as winter sets in, winter is coming, my friends. Winter is coming. Yep. Yep. And the, potentially the dark winter. Oh. You know, th this is why, like, the Western world doesn't understand 
people are like, why is Russia doing this SMO, the special military operation? It's so frustrating. Why are they like not like you know blasting? I mean, look, I've said it before, folks. Russia could have decapitated Ukraine's leadership within the first 20 minutes. They didn't. They could have decapitated civilian infrastructure, power power plants, power uh, production, rail, transportation networks, I mean, communication networks. They could have wrecked them within a matter of minutes, but they didn't do it. Why? Because they wanted to always bring to a point of negotiating. And now the SMO, the Special Military Operation, is about to be transformed into a full-on terrorist operation. This will be launched in the winter when the ground hardens, and then the tanks will begin to roll. 300,000 troops additional will be going into this battle. And many of them are specialized in infantry, in, in, in mobility, logistics, transportation, and whatnot. Why? Because they're bringing out the big guns. Now we're probably going to see T-14 Armadas in battle. We've got a sneak peek at T-14 Armadas in Syria where they were blowing up American-supplied tanks on the, on the ISIS side. Like, ISIS somehow showed up with, with, with American battle tanks. Somehow, see, miraculously. Just, just, you know, they picked it up. You know, ISIS are very creative in how they can produce all these things, okay? You guys they are. <laughs> they are so damn creative, especially one that, you know, when they show up with, like, pickup trucks that says uh, Jimmy John's Landscaping on the side. From Texas, From yeah. From Texas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, so incredible, folks. I mean, it's incredible how they, how they do this. So the Russians, who are masters of land warfare, there's no country in the world that can do land warfare better than Russia, period. Period. They own that battle space. So, ground hardens in winter. What happens in winter to Europe, Siege? <laughs> it's, it's, um, I, I've been told they're issuing blankets at schools, um, that it's lights out. <laughs> Dude, they're going to be eating their pets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The they're insects, going to the be, bugs. <laughs> Emmanuel Macron's 90 year old wife. I don't know how old Macron's wife is, man. Can you check how old Macron's yeah. wife is? I want to make sure that I get this right, Siege. It's very important for me. Right? Emmanuel Macron's wife, who's probably 90 years old, probably have a Marie Antoinette moment. Maybe she'll say, let them eat dog. <laughs> As the people starve and freeze. Let them eat dog. On Tuesdays. Bridget Macron, how old is this lady? 100? She was like his elementary school teacher, and she and she She's was 70. Him. She's seventy. Good yeah. God! How old is Emmanuel? April thirteenth. What? I don't know. He is he fifty yet? No, dude. I think he's like our age. Is he? Okay, dude. I think Macron's gay. Oh yeah, he's a he's a yeah. yeah. I think he's a real poodle. I think this is the beard. He swings more ways than a monkey. Find out how old Macron is. I know he was that she was his teacher in elementary school and they had an affair. <laughs> and he wound up marrying her. 44. He's only 44. Dude, right. he's our he, Macron and me are like, when was his birthday? December 21st. Dude. 77. Wow. Oh my God. It's, he's basically my age, Siege. He's still wet behind the ears. He's with a 70 year old woman. They have no kids. Of course, he can make all sorts of rules and whatnot. 
Maybe his mom neglected him. Maybe he was dropped dropped on his head at birth or something, and he's his marriage was a result of, of, of a bad mother, and he's you know married into that mother figure. Pot, dude, <laughs> possibly. He's a real MFer, I guess. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's just disgusting. Yeah. No, he definitely didn't marry her for money, for so, sure. So he's 44 and she's 70, basically. Wow. Good God, man. It's like, what? How many years is that, Siege? Like 30-something years. 20-something, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. God, dude. Crazy. Oh, yeah. So she's going to be telling the French people, Siege, when they have no more energy to cook with, when the French industry, what's left of it, is going to... What do the French make now? They make terrible cars. Right, but what do they make besides the terrible cars? The food. They won't be able to have their fagua. The red wine will no longer pour. The Bordeaux will cease to flow. The croissant will will cease to be baked. And then what's going to happen? What are they going to say to the absolute collapsed French economy, especially now that the Baltic pipeline that's coming from Norway? through Poland, will do absolutely jack-diddly to fix the problem. And here's the other thing, right? Didn't the Americans promise they're going to deliver LNG? They did. <laughs> Cheaper than Russia. Where, where are they getting their LNG from? They're buying it probably from Russia. third party from Russia. <laughs> the Americans are buying marked-up Russian LNG <clears throat> from India and then reselling it <laughs> to the Europeans by boat. Sometimes you have to do the right thing, V. You gotta do the right thing. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, you gotta love the genius of the West. This is why we have idiots in control. This is why I always tell you folks, listen, you don't need to worry about the, the, the great things that the Western elites will do. They're not gonna do anything. Don't be afraid of what these idiots could make. Be afraid of what they will break. Okay? Be afraid of what they will break. Because God help us. This country was put together by competent men and women. Okay? Over the last several decades. Competent men risked life and limb. Competent men had innovation and industry and the fortitude and the resilience to create the, one of the most amazing countries on God's green earth, which is or which was the United States of America. Not anymore. Now we have incompetent men who are literally, I mean, what do you think about this? Look at what these incompetent morons are doing in Europe, in, in Europe, Siege. In seven months, they have destroyed 500 years of European history. Wow. Seven months, bro. Wow. They completely wiped it out. It's gone, it's bro. Gone. It's gone. Dude, they're going to be cooking by wood stoves. They're going to be eating their own pets. They're going to be eating, like, I don't know, like, <laughs> they're going to be eating the walls, man. Like, so when the ground hardens and Europe falls into an absolute economic doldrum, when the Americans can barely send a boat, one boat per month for LNG, <laughs> that's what we're sending over, like a boat per month, right? Because gas prices are so damn high. We can't afford, we can only afford to sail one ship filled with LNG to our allies in Europe. Because, <laughs> you know, the Europeans forgot we're actually a broken, solvent country that produces nothing. Right, right, right. So, mm -hmm. so 
And during that time, that's when the Russian offensive will take place. And that offensive is going to absolutely, okay, absolutely bring a wallop to the uh, the Ukrainians. The Russian Federal Council ratifies the treaties of on admission of the of the DPR, LPR, Kurzon, Zaporozhye regions. Okay, Russia just annexed these lands. Now, any attack against those lands will be seen as an act of war. Now the gloves are off. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. This is the patience, man. This is the patience that people are... see. Western strategy. Do you think America? Do you think the West could fight a war the way the Russians are fighting it? No, they can't. They can't. This is chess. I mean, there are people that are pulling their heart. You know, you know, Kadyrov. You know, Hamzan Kadyrov, the leader of the Chechens, right? He was getting frustrated with the military operations. The military operations in in Ukraine he was getting frustrated. The guy who was the head of the, the Wagner Group, which is the, the, the Russian paramilitary organization, he was getting frustrated with what was going on. But now we see the picture coming into play. And you look at it. They followed. I, I love. Dude, Putin understands no matter what he does, good or bad, no matter what he does, legally or whatnot, the West is always going to cry foul. So what did Putin do? He went to the umpteenth level to put together the legal framework for the annihilation of the West. Okay? He made sure that the I's were dotted, that the T's were crossed. He made sure that when this is pulled off, when he allowed, according to the UN Charter, according to the UN guidelines and international law, he allowed the people of Donetsk and Lugansk, Kurzon and Zaprosky, those regions to vote, just like he allowed the people of Crimea to vote. And they overwhelmingly, 99%, 98%, 93%, 87% voted to join Russia. Now that he has legal precedent, he had to create the legal framework. Now any operation that he does from here on out is fair game. The United States is too stupid to do something like that. How do we know? How do I know? Look at who we have. We have men like Petraeus. We have men like Blinken. We have men like like uh what's his name? Lloyd Austin. Yeah. Yep. We have the millennials. John Brenner. Brenner. Yeah, John Brenner, right? Clapper, another idiot, the clap. The diabolical mustache. Oh, and uh, Bolton, another Bolton. genius. Yeah, another genius. All losers. You have a you have a you have a JV team of losers going against going against a a, a well experienced varsity team. Look at what how Lavrov worked masterfully in the backgrounds with India, with with uh, with Turkey, with Saudi Arabia. With leaders in Africa, how they brought China in, how they calmed things in Eastern Europe. You're not hearing anything about about Azerbaijan and Armenia anymore. What, what, what happened to that conflict? It's not in the headline. That's quieted down. You're not hearing anything about you know the Turkmenistan, right? That's quieted down. You're not hearing anything about Serbia and Kosovo. That's starting to quiet down all of a sudden. Why? There's 
diplomat. They have actual. They have an actual diplomatic staff that knows diplomacy. We have a diplomatic staff that stays at our embassies overseas, and they know how to hang up a rainbow flag. Siege. <laughs> yeah, they, they know how to. They know how to do that. They 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 know they're very proficient in putting a condom on a cucumber, but they do not know diplomacy. They can tell you the different types of genders. They can tell you, you know, uh, they, they, oh, you know, a Pride Month, we're going to fly our flag, except in the Middle East because we'll probably be thrown from a building. But we'll fly our flag. You want to you know, support all the, uh, the, the the pronouns out there, the he, hims, the zezers, and the bing, bang, blops, and the bleep, bops. Everybody out there, they know that. Why? Because they're activists, they're lawyers, these are not diplomats. These are not sophisticated people. It, it takes more than a law degree to be a diplomat. It takes more than a law degree to lead a country. And this is why people that are in business, that are in industry, are far better leaders. And people with real military experience are far better leaders. I can't say military experience in our military. It doesn't really count. But let's just stick with industry because, God, that's that's one thing we're still good at. It's still business siege. There's still some business we're good at. Yep, absolutely. And now the legal precedent is here. It's here. Yeah. Following the votes, Vladimir Putin and the heads of two republics of the two regions signed agreements on the ascension of the territories of Russia. Addressing the historical moment during the ceremony, the Russian president stressed that the people of the four territories had made their unequivocal choice. And the people living in Lugansk and Donetsk and Kurzan and Zaprofi have become our citizens forever. And let me tell you something. I've, I've traveled internationally. Okay. And when you go to LATAM, okay, in LATAM, there's a thing. If you see an American and you want to kidnap him, go ahead. Because I mean, you know, if this was the '80s or '90s, you kidnap an American. You don't do that. You don't kidnap an American. Why? Because in the middle of the night, while you're sleeping, Navy SEALs will show up and, and, and put a cap in your ass. It's not like that anymore, Siege. Nobody fears kidnapping nope. Americans anymore, nope. unless it makes it to a national headline and becomes like a PR thing. Then America responds, right? So if you're an American citizen, you gotta have to stay quiet. When you're traveling through LATAM, that you're an American. You know, I know Americans say, "Yeah, I'm Canadian. I'm, uh, you know, from the UK or, or whatnot." And you got <laughs> Americans from the South. They have a they have a a, a, a Tennessee drawl. Yeah, I'm from uh, I'm from uh, uh, UK. And and then the the Latin Americans are like, "You you have a a Southern accent." No, no, no! I'm not from Tennessee. I'm I'm from Yorkshire. That, that I'm from Yorkshire. That's where I'm from. That this is how we speak. I mean, they'll do anything to say that they're not American. It is a known thing in Latam. You do not mess with Russian citizens. It is a known thing. Why? Because in the middle of the night, Spetsnaz will come and they'll kill your whole family. That's a known thing. I've known this. Why? In Panama. <clears throat> One of my buddies who's a former SAS, okay? He's also served in, you know, diplomatic protection. He, this guy's the guy, okay? 
and then and anybody will you know who's known me and has done business with uh, Mike would know exactly who Mike is in in in, uh, in Panama. Okay, he is the main security guy for a lot of uh, diplomats. Um, he's the main security guy for I mean hell he Tony Robbins whenever he travels he's like the main guy he's former SAS and he lives down there. <clears throat> And he will tell you that, hey, man, you know, one of the things we teach our people is when they come down here is like, if you feel like you're being followed, you're about to get kidnapped or whatnot, take out your cell phone, start uttering some Russian words. And all of a sudden you see whoever the hell's following you turn around and walk the other direction. That's a known thing. <laughs> it's a known thing. Right? So now they've made their unequivocal choice. They are our citizens forever, noting that Moscow will use any and every means to protect them. The U.S. and European Union have refused to recognize the referendum despite the results and the promise of more military support in Kiev. This is a fool's errand. Ukrainians are losing a battalion a day, man. A battalion a day. It's unsustainable. Unsustainable. You, You see... Americans and the West, you know, these idiots, they run by a, a type of philosophy that has really entrenched itself in the last 20 years. And that philosophy, you'll see it in corporate America, you'll see it in many places, especially in government, and that is run to failure. Run to failure. They will run to failure on Ukraine. They'll run to failure to the point where the economy will implode here. Go ahead, Steve. Play this video. Yeah, well, I think this is is very significant because the narrative is completely falling off of people understanding, truly getting involved and understanding what's happening in Ukraine. And this, this to me, is like a, a pivotal moment because what happened with the Nord Stream pipelines, that the intelligence agencies, everyone wanted to be quick to blame Russia. Everyone was like, it's Russia's fault. And here's the thing. Like, I, I don't have any statistics to back this up or anything, but I would say probably the majority of people that are hearing that narrative that Russia was somehow sabotaged their own pipeline, they don't believe it like one bit. And this is a perfect example. So th- this was a CNN guest. This happened on CNN and this guy went completely off the script. It was awesome. The audio is a little bit loud. I'm going to play it. So, so turn up your volume just a little bit. And, and he speaks what his opinion is in regards to what, who's responsible for Nord Stream, the Nord Stream pipeline uh, bombs destruction of uh, the Nord Stream pipeline, which I I would bet was a U.S. action, perhaps U.S. and, and Poland. Uh, this is uh, right, Jeff, Jeff, we got to stop there. That's a, that's a quite a statement as well. Why do you feel Absolutely. that that was a U.S. action? What evidence do you have of that? Well, first of all, there's direct radar evidence that U.S. Uh, helicopters, military helicopters that are normally based in Gdansk, uh, we're uh, circling over this area. We also had the threats from the United States earlier in this year that one way or another, we are going to end Nord Stream. We also have a remarkable statement by Secretary Blinken last Friday in a press conference that he says, this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a strange way to, it's, uh, sorry, it's a strange way to talk if you're worried about the piracy on international infrastructure of vital significance. So I know this runs counter to our narrative. It runs, you're not allowed to say these things uh, in, in, uh, in the West. But the fact of the matter is, all over the world, when I talk to people, they think the okay. U.S. did it. And, just to tell you, and, and by, by the way, even reporters on our papers that are involved tell me, 
privately, yeah, well, of course, but well, it doesn't show up in our, our media. Professor, I, I want to get into it. <laughs> oh, They're freaking out. Does he say anything else? Play to the end. Okay. No, that's it. <laughs> but my, and also be mindful of the university. He's from Columbia <laughs> University, which we know for the most part is very left leaning. So you know, yeah, I have to agree with uh, John Mark John Michael Karma. Jeffrey Sachs did not kill himself. <laughs> well, and, and Siege, we need to get Jeffrey on. Can you reach out to Jeffrey? I'll reach out to maybe, Jeffrey. Maybe we can get him on and interview him on on, on this whole entire and, thing. And, because and, and and so that's why I say time and time again that the. <laughs> It's good, but it's also to me is like the most dangerous because to me is this is when the level of desperation kicks in when they are losing any attempt to persuade the 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 U.S. media. Right? This is mm, CNN. Mm-hmm. This is CNN. No, no, it's okay. CNBC, man. Oh, CNBC, wherever yeah. it is. It's on. I call CNN it CNBS. Well. <laughs> I call it CNBS. Okay. So when they're losing the ability of their guests who are from Columbia University, which is a very left wing left wing, uh, basically, and and he's not able to. Um, state the, the talking points because he's being honest. Because if you ask most people whether they're left or right, we don't want nuclear war. We don't want some type of, of nuclear exchange. So, so to me, it, it's 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 great because I think more people are understanding what's truly going on. But it also, to me, is kind of like a, an escalation of potential things that could happen. And what I mean by that is a, um, you know, there's been mishaps of Russia. They, I think they've overlooked a couple of things. They, I'm not a military strategist. I'm not anything like that. But I think there's been a couple of things that 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 you know you you have to get. You have to be a, whenever you're down with a pig and the pig is fighting dirty and everything. Sometimes you have to get in the mud. And uh, Russia necessarily hasn't had to do that. They've taken the high moral ground, which you know, kudos, applaud to them. But they're not following the, the the people that they're fighting against. Don't care about the international law of order. They don't want no, it. Of course. And so, so to me, the greatest fear is that they've reached that level of desperation point in case this video here on this new mainstream media network where they're like okay now we have to do something different we have to really raise the bar in terms of the level of destruction and my fear is like some type of a dirty bomb or something to land in in moscow or or something like that that, if that happens i mean recently the advanced and not only do the, the russians are masters of land warfare but they make the best damn submarines in the world i remember like four years ago when an Akula Class 2 sub emerged off the coast of Florida and the U.S. Navy was sitting there holding their weenies, <laughs> holding their wankers, because that's what these guys do. They just sit off and jerk off their porn all day. Um, they were shocked. It was an Akula Class 2 sub showed up in the in, in, in the Gulf Coast and sailed off. Like, hey, guys, we're here. Well, the Russians just recently moved their most advanced submarine, the uh, the Bel- Belgorod, right? Belgo. Belgo, I want to say Belgorod submarine. Hopefully, I'm spelling it right. Yes, Belgorod. Yes, yes, yes. Let me show you. Okay, it's the world's largest submarine. It's built off the um, what is it? It's built off the uh, the Typhoon class. Which, that if you know anything uh, about the rush about submarines, the Typhoon class is the largest. Uh, submarine in the world they went ahead with the belgorod and made it even bigger uh and this is a monster okay this is the belgorod this is a monster typhoon class submarines are so massive they're known to have swimming pools on the inside for their chief for their for their crew they're so spacious it's incredibly how spacious and comfortable these subs are so the belgorod just to give you an idea has what is known as a 
uh, type of drone. Okay, this drone is designed. Let me get out of Stickypedia. This drone. Come on, what is up with this? Right here. I hate this. Okay, this drone is designed to be carried by the sub. And, it's a, and this drone is designed to move at a very high speed, right? It's a mega torpedo. But it's a, it's a mega torpedo that has hypercavitation capabilities. What that means, it creates an air bubble on its nose cone, and it can traverse at 200, 300, even 400 knots underwater. Okay? And this torpedo can go at this high speed because it's nuclear. Think about this, Siege. I want you to think about it. It is a nuclear-powered torpedo that carries a nuclear warhead that travels at hundreds of miles per hour underwater that has no way you can stop it or intercept it. And then its its purpose is to get near a coastline and detonate, creating a tsunami that is 14 football fields high, destroying your coastal cities. They've also tested out their new cruise missile, okay? And I forgot the name of it at the, at the moment, but their new cruise missile is a nuclear-powered cruise missile. When they fire it off, it travels at very high speed. It's very hard to hit. It does erratic maneuvers, right? And see, just nuclear-powered. How are they able to make a nuclear reactor that small? Mm. We can't figure it out. Nope. And that, that cru- cruise missile... <clears throat> is designed, once it's launched, it could fly around for weeks. It could fly around the world for weeks. For weeks. If it wanted to. Until a target is designated to it, and then it could go ahead and hit the target. Yep. And don't let's not forget it. that North Korea just fired off a, a hypersonic missile that we didn't know they had. <laughs> they, they fired off a hypersonic? Yeah. Really? I, I, let me. Let they me, don't have hypersonics, man. I sure think they that. do. They said something was essence of. Let me. Let me look it up. You, North Korea fired missiles over Japan. I, I, I heard about that. I, heard, I know they fired missiles over. Oh, oh, North Korea conducts the largest missile test yet. Missiles fly since 2019. So it's intermediate range. No, it's not a. It's not a hypersonic. North Korea okay. don't have that. But look at the range on this bad boy. That, that's range. That 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 could hit Hawaii. Okay, but don't worry, America's ready, man. We're ready. We're ready to fight the. Well, Russians. we have the we have the the uh, the the uh, diverse, yeah. uh, non-binary, uh, gender-neutral um, yeah. defense forces ready to go. So we're in good shape. Absolutely, man. <laughs> Absolutely. And they have their pronouns on their name badges. So, I mean, that's the most important thing, like, you know, through warfare. Man, all I care about is this, dude. Okay. <laughs> this, this is, this is, it's called, you know, the, the, who, who, what army could stand against us, Siege, when we have this? Okay. By the way, 70% of army recruits fail. Why? Because they're fat, overweight, they have drug problems, and they're physically, or they're just mentally stupid. Their IQs below an below an eighty. They're borderline retarded. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah. Diversity is our strength. I am bipolar and gay. 
the calling siege. Here, I'll, I'll show you mine. This is pretty freaky, but we just... This um... is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot Missile Defense oh, yeah. Systems. Which is the worst piece of junk, useless... Another useless piece of military technology that the Americans have... The Patriot. It's useless. Oh, yeah. It begins in California. It begins in, of course it begins in California, Siege. It always begins in California. Raised by two moms. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, Becky's two moms. So brave. So courageous. Although I had a fairly typical childhood. So typical. So typical, Sage. Took ballet. Played violin. And had drag queen story hour. I also marched <laughs> for equality. I marched for equality. Because they're somehow denied human rights, Siege. Somehow. I don't, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what rights they are denied. Right? Is somebody stopping them from working a job, buying a home, voting? What are they, what are they lacking here? I like to think I've been defending freedom from oh, an yeah. early age. Freedom! When I was six years old, one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed. Doctor said she might never walk again. But don't worry, she's a butch. <laughs> Why do the butch ones always look like Drew Carey? I don't you ever know. notice that? They all do. They all look like Drew Carey. But she tapped into my family's pride to get back on her feet. Yes. Eventually, standing. She put on her Drew Carey glasses. <laughs> the altar to marry my other mom. Such powerful role models. <laughs> I finished high model. school at the top of my class. <laughs> top of my and class. Then attended UC Davis. Top of my class. Y'all seen that so, bullshit, right? Yeah. So Vi, I was gonna share it with you. So my uh, all right, share your thing. My my Chroma, yeah, it's crazy. My Chroma cam updated to like this crazy avatar thing. So let me let me show you. So so what going forward, V, this is how I'm gonna be doing the podcast. It's just as an avatar and speaking with you. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I want an avatar, and it matches. Like Why I turn, like a dark Chinese I turn. I, I, well, you know the you hair. Like I think it's the hairline. It's a spike. That's it. So, bro, but, you look yeah. Like a dark so Asian. I turn. I turn and even the lips, if you look at the lips as I'm talking, it's still it's moving the lips with what it I'm makes doing. it even worse, Siege. Not only <laughs> not only do you look like a dark Asian, but the lip syncing is off. <laughs> Siege, say Godzilla. Hey, I'll raise my hand. They won't raise the hands. They won't do that. It'll just move. It's just, <laughs> it's just horrible. <laughs> say what do you that? Say this. I, I, oh from the diaphragm. <laughs> When you speak Japanese, you speak from the diaphragm. <laughs> oh, God, I got to stop. This is crazy. Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. Hey, but don't worry, Siege. Our, our, our military is going to... Recruitment's at an all-time low. Hey, whenever we get in the metaverse and we're fighting virtual wars, we're going we're gonna to do some damage. We're going to bring up our best yeah. online players, and yep. we're going to do some damage. Just wait. Yeah, I, I believe that 100%. 100%. Oh, Annie, you're too kind. I appreciate that. I don't know if you saw this, man. Uh, I, in the New York City subway system. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, back in my hometown. Grace yourself, Siege. This is why I said we need to win the culture war. If we don't, look at this. These are subway robbers wearing green. So they're going to put a green screen. So you, oh, I don't know. Hey, in the New York City subway system, 
this green gang begins knocking around the other passengers. Now, the New York Post reports they snatched a teen's purse. But the main question here is, why the green suits? But I think I know why. Because whenever something crazy like this goes down, people always jump to color. And now with this green gang, we can now have outrage by demand. Oh my god, guys, it was the spooky white ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking over the city. Or Oakland is finally gone too far. As always, the reality is always worse. As they said, the group snatched a 19-year-old girl's purse, and the robbers were not apprehended. And the New York Post reports subway crimes are up 50% from last year. With Daily Mail reporting on this crazy naked guy running around the subway in downtown Manhattan, stating the MTA employees tried to restrain him, but he broke free and ran into a packed subway car. But NYPD was nowhere to be seen. Just sad because just four days ago, a good Samaritan got his nose, cheek, and jaw broken in the separate New York City subway attack. But at this point, maybe you don't want NYPD coming to your aid. And in case you're not <laughs> noticed, this copper has her service piece facing the wrong way. And now the NYC subway system just looks like lawlessness. As this scuffle just isn't anybody, it's apparently Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt Renzo Gracie getting into an argument. And this isn't the only Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt that has resorted to street justice in NYC. As the New York Post reports, he saw a construction worker getting sucker punched and he had to step in to restrain him. So as crimes are rising across the board in NYC, you can either be rich enough like this block and hire your own private security, or you can start learning jujitsu. Because otherwise, you're just hoping that the Green Gang doesn't find you in these streets. <laughs> the so if you appreciate my concise, lighthearted commentary on current events. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're ready to win wars, bro. This is where we arrived. This is where what we a, arrived. What a culture. Yep. What a culture. You got dumbass zillennials, millennials, Generation Z morons. Oh, I feel positive about the future. I really do. I really do. Anyway, folks, roguenews.com. Rogue News on Twitter. Rogue News on everywhere you want us to be. Uh, the, the original geopolitical, geostrategic channel on YouTube. We are, Siege. Absolutely. We are the original. We are the original. And, Our crown um, has been taken from us, but we shall return. Go ahead, Siege. Uh, yeah, no era today. Eric's going to be uh, tomorrow at some point. And then also I want to share, uh, Harley sent me an email on Thursday. They're having a big event uh, that uh, we will not be silent, speaking the truth in times of war. So they have a huge guest lined up planned for this event. I think Tucker Carlson is going to be joining the, the Schiller Institute for this, which is oh, wow. you know pretty unique. So, yeah, so we'll be simulcasting this uh, live on, on Thursday. I need to get the rest of the details, but you can go to the SchillerInstitute.com uh, to learn about what the, again, there's the lineup is still being formed, but I know it's going to be a pretty, pretty huge turnout for this as, as we try to prevent some type of a nuclear exchange, which now it sounds like to me, I think there's an article in the Huffington Post. I don't have it, but apparently a nuclear exchange could really help with climate change because it would yes. create a... Yes, right. No, that's it's, that's funny, man. I I just had that article pulled up and I forgot to share the screen. Let me just share that real quick. Okay, I mean, th this is this is hilarious. You know, folks, listen. Right? If you're worried about nuclear exchange, this is a good thing for the climate, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, and it's going to bring humanity down. It's going to deplete the population. So that's good. Hey, but then no more carbon, bro. No more carbon. The earth temperature is going to come down. I mean, yeah. maybe we should be asking for a small nuclear exchange. Maybe it would be a good thing. It's a good thing, Siege. You know, it, 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 it's, it's like Dr. Strange Glove, man. Uh, you know, it's just how I learned to stop being afraid and embrace the bomb, bro. Just embrace it. Well, you know, scientists have been right about so many things the past, you know, 25 years. V. I think we need to, like, you know, just trust the science. Trust the science, man. That's what I say. Trust the science. They own the science, Siege. They own it. They, they own, own it. it. Anyway, folks, we'll be back tomorrow. Gustavo broadcasting live from hurricane-ravaged Naples, Florida. I heard he will be on a rooftop uh, sitting in a lawn chair, holding a satellite dish, sipping a martini while talking to us live. And then the incomparable Matthew Errett will be joining us 1 p.m. tomorrow as well. Keep it locked and loaded right here, roguenews.com. And again, check out our paid sponsors, mycbdedibles.com, mycbdedibles.com. Check out NeuroTracker, NeuroTrackerX.com. When you join, if they ask how you heard us, just check out Rogue News. With that being said, we're over and out. Peace and a bottle of chicken grease. Take it away, CJ.